The following is the production of WEGL 91.1 FM. That ball is gone. It's a walk-off home run for Stephen Williams. WEGL Sports. The Tigers are headed to the College World Series. Where every touchdown of Game. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Lives. And welcome inside the Extra Point here on WEGL 911 and WEGLFM.com. Hello, everybody. It is your beautiful, stunning, handsome, dashing, award-winning, and generous host, Jared Dillon. And joining me for wherever they may be is Davis Carroll, Jacob Hillman, Alex Houston, and Jack Hart. Davis, we'll start with you first. It's Monday. It's time to rally. How you feeling today? I'm rallying. I'm feeling pretty good. Just a little tired, but nothing I can't shake off. Are you playing PlayStation right now? Yeah, I just got to get a game in to wake up. I promise I'll be off after this match. All right. Alex, how about you? How are you doing this morning in your prison cell? I mean, I'm, do- I'm doing pretty good. A little tired, but, you know, excited because I've never actually done a Monday show. So this is this is a new change of pace. Oh, so. don't worry. It's going to devolve into whatever the hell that we let it to be. So That's fair. just, That's just fair. hang on for that. Jacob, how about you? How are you doing today? Other than being sunburnt like crazy, I'm doing great. Yeah, uh, uh, a, a lot of the crew on Saturday that I worked with got sunburned pretty bad. And uh, thank God for melanin, am I right? Jack, how about you? How are you doing today? Can't relate. <laughs> I'm doing well, Jared. Um, and, and of a, a different circumstance than usual, but how, how could I miss the first day of Georgia Hate Week, especially after a big Tiger win on Saturday? It is and Georgia Hate Week. On, on the on the topic of sunburn, I mean, when you when you when you've had everybody locked inside for the past four months and you send them outside for the first time, I think you expect a couple sunburns. People have yeah. lost their uh, their immunity. This is what I we also have to think. People didn't prepare because it was late September, not early September or late August. But the, oh, it'll be fine. It won't be that bad. That's what I thought. This is, suffer this is what we have to suffer through. This is what we got to suffer through for for Auburn football. Okay, we got to we got to put it on the line. So welcome to that extra point here on WEGL nine one one and WEGLFM.com. On the docket for today, opening up with Auburn football against Kentucky. Moving on to SEC football and college football. Then we hit MLB postseason because that's starting tomorrow. The hype train is getting real. And then we go on to the NBA finals. It's set Lakers Heat and then NFL news and notes. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Auburn football versus Kentucky. And what in the first half was probably a little bit too close for comfort. Uh, but in the second half, Auburn showing who they are and extending that lead and, and in a dominant fashion, uh, especially toward the end of the fourth quarter. Auburn with a huge win to open up the season as they take down number 23, Kentucky, at home in Jordan-Hare. And let's just go ahead and get initial reactions from what we saw in that game. Uh, who wants to take the take the mantle first? I'll start and just talk about how the offense did look a good bit different than what we've 
become accustomed to the past few years. Uh, the running game didn't dominate. It was almost 50-50, 27 pass attempts and 30 rushes. So in reality, this is going to be a different offense than we've seen in years past. And Bonex is going to be throwing the ball. He's going to be spreading it out to different players. Of course, this is only about 60 plays run, which is a little bit different than what Gus Malzahn always tries to do. But it worked on Saturday. We'll see what changes against a much better defense in Georgia on Saturday. And we, we, we might see some different wrinkles that might have been kind of uh, vanilla on Saturday. Who knows? We'll see what happens on Saturday, though. Uh, just for the whole crew in general, is it concerning or is it just different that Auburn only had 91 rushing yards? And that's just going to be the new, that's just going to be the new, new normal, I guess. I don't don't know. Yeah. It'd be concerning if they were running the same offense as they have in the past. But like Hillman said, the offense is different. So you're going to expect the end result to be different, especially in a defensive struggle like we saw on Saturday. If Auburn put up 40 points and only had 91 rushing yards, then I think you can start ringing some alarm bells. But I think in terms of if you combine the three factors of the ratio of yards gained, uh, the distribution between rushes and passes, as well as the final score points scored based on the short field from the defenses, I think it, it, it about adds up for what Chad Morris is trying to do. Yeah. And I would say it would be concerning if the offensive line as a whole had a horrible performance. But I think one of my biggest takeaways is the fact that Bo was sacked one time and he wasn't really under pressure as often as the offensive line has allowed the last two years. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, the running backs themselves finding their grooves. And I think, you know, considering it is a different offense, they're going to have to find plays that work. And I think that first game wasn't necessarily what we'd like to see from the running off rushing attack but you know I think they'll figure it out as the season moves along Davis you know uh, Alex I you said the offensive line did good I kind of had a different take on it I'm not sure if it was so off, so much offensive line but Bo, Bo was just getting out of the pocket too much for me like uh, but to the all your rush I, I agree with all the rushing points I just had issues with Bo kind of just getting out, like I said, get out of the pocket and then trying to throw on the run instead of just trying to stay in there. Do, do you think it was he was being forced out of the pocket by the rush or he, he was just uh, too eager to get out of the pocket to move around? I think it was a little bit of both. Like sometimes the rush is kind of pushed in a little bit more than you would like, like early in the play. And other times I think it's just kind of like Jared Stidham syndrome, I guess you could say. Like thinking there's more, thinking there's more pressure than there is. It did seem like he was rolling out a lot, and that that's not always a problem, but yeah, it, it, the fashion he does it, he does always roll out to the right, which it become, becomes predictable at some point. The linebackers will pick that up and, and make adjustments to respond to that. I just think that if you're going to adopt that strategy as, as a semi-mobile quarterback like Bo Nix is, you need to add some diversity to keep the defense on their toes. You know, speaking of defense, let's go over to Auburn's defense. Uh, for I mean, they played well. Uh, they forced a lot of turnovers, which for an Auburn team, I, I feel like we don't see that a lot often with Auburn. Uh, a lot of right. turnovers. I mean, they're the defense line dismantles, but they get sacks, they they stop drives. But Auburn always struggled. It seems to get a lot of turnovers, and they did that uh, against Kentucky. But uh, what's the takeaway from what seemed to be 
Auburn almost getting the de- uh, a death of a thousand cuts with the dinking dives or, or the, the the dink offs with uh, Kentucky's passing game. It just seemed like it was kind of hard to stop for Auburn. Yeah, I think that might have to do a little bit with uh, the inexperience in the secondary and the defensive line just because the D-line isn't able to get any pressure right now. And I don't know, the secondary just doesn't seem really filled out yet. Safeties, Jamie Sherwood and Smoke Monday, they're fine. We, we knew that going into the season. But I feel like as a unit, the cornerbacks and nickel need to figure it out. Like Nehemiah Pritchett and um, McCreary is doing fine. But Tut and everyone else in that group, I think they eventually need to come to, they'll eventually come together as a unit. But right now, it's a little concerning. Anybody else that take on Auburn's uh, defensive passing game? I'll be a little crazy on this maybe, but I've always felt that at least in the last two years, not necessarily 2017 because the defense in 2017 was entirely dominant defense. I feel like they've had a bit of a sort of bend but don't break philosophy because they've always been, you know, top 10 in scoring, but they've been lower rankings in yards because they would all, especially against LSU last year, they held LSU to 23 points and a lot of field goals because they consistently sort of, you know, would lock down in the red zone. And I feel like with, Kevin Steele losing, of course, Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson, the two best defensive players he's had since he's been here. And obviously with Big Cat Bryant being out last week, I think he may have adopted a bit more of a, that philosophy. And I think the defense showed that because, you know, they gave up a lot of yards, but they only gave up 13 points because, you know, they would give up some yards and they would lock in and get a turnover. They would give some yards and they would cut off the drive right there. And I think that we're just seeing – that more on display because again they do not have you know the most dominant defensive tackle in football who was Derek Brown so now mm-hmm. you know they can't just have that one guy change a play like that you know it's going to be a lot more scheming and a lot more of you know dealing with what he's working with because again this is I mean if you look at the defense top to bottom I would say this is probably the thinnest in terms of talent that Kevin Steele has had in his five years because again it's probably the it's probably the least talented defensive front, which is not saying that this is a bad front seven, but, you know, it's not going to compare to the guys that he's had. Because, again, Derek Brown first – or a top ten pick, and Marlon Davidson was, what, third-round pick? And, I mean, again, it's just – I think it's just more of an adjustment of what he's got to deal with now. Maybe. Definitely. And I think from a from a observer standpoint, it can be frustrating for – to see Auburn not get off the field on third down, give up a screen pass that that get, that gains eight, but you have to realize what the alternative is. There is that a lot of a lot of t- a lot of times they're going to air it out on third down, and the fact that Auburn isn't giving up big plays, they're making they made Kentucky every time they got into scoring position. That was a 11, 12, 10 play drive they had gone on, and they were absolutely gassed by the end of it. And it shows because they were making mistakes. They were making errors. Terry Wilson threw a pick in the out of the end zone because of the resilience of the defense and making them chug all the way down the field, get two yards at a time. So in the moment, it is definitely frustrating to see Auburn uh, give up so many first downs on the drive. But overall, it does pay off because the alternative is, is, is a big play that completely wins the defense and the offense gets well rested. So... I think it's hard to consider that in the moment, but I think Kevin Steele obviously has a game plan for, like you said, a bend not break mentality to to grind down the other team and and make turnovers more 
likely. You know, for Auburn, uh, there is a lot of good to take away from the game. First off, I mean, Bonex, 16 for 27, 233, 8 yards, uh, 8.6 yards on average, 3 touchdowns on an 86.6 QBR. I mean, he probably played his most complete game yet. Uh, I would need to compare it to all of, his, all of his other games, but that's a that's a top Bo Nix game in his young career. On top of that, Seth Williams, if he wasn't already on NFL draft boards or being looked at, he is now, especially after that uh, Moss catch in the end zone uh, against that Kentucky defender. And last but not least, who can forget about Gus's wardrobe uh, honoring Pat Dye and looking really good uh, while doing it. I think he said in a, his Zoom press conference that uh, we'll see if he, if he keeps it up throughout the season. But uh, I'm sure that I'm sure that he does. Hopefully, maybe he just keeps it in general. I'm okay with bringing back the it retro coach look. Yeah, it's a it's a good look. Not gonna lie. I think more I think more coaches should adopt that kind of retro style look, and I think it'll be something unique for Auburn. Just go back and just honor somebody, and. Play that full 60 minutes of Pat Dye football like they said they were going to do. So, uh, I think that uh, it's a great look. And I think Auburn, eventually, the more I marinate on the game, I guess is the word I'm trying to look for, I guess. Uh, I'm a, I'm okay with ha- how it all panned out. I was not okay uh, out there on the field. It was hot. I didn't realize how hot it was going to be. I didn't realize I was going to be on the field. So if you're wondering why the heck is Jared wearing uh, long black pants, I didn't think I was going to be on the field during the game. Uh, they, they, they they made me wear a hat. So my hair, let's be honest, is not built for a hat. So my hair like sticking out on the bottom as well. I look like an <laughs> I know MLB, the feeling, Jared. I look like an MLB pitcher uh, <laughs> with very big like hair just sticking out the bottom of his hat. Um, but any other takeaways from Auburn versus Kentucky before we jump into SEC? About your coaches wearing retrofits, I wouldn't mind seeing Nick Saban in the houndstooth suit just to make fun of him for it. I mean, <laughs> look, if, if Alabama and Auburn went to the Iron Bowl and they both, you know, threw on some retro stuff, I mean, that, 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 that's just classy. Say, uh, first of all, Saban can't get away with wearing a hat because every time he just freaks out on the field every about 15 minutes, the hat would just fly off in some general direction. Like last year when he freaked out about Andrew Carlson's He can have a coach to put it on. He could just have a guy with just a bucket of houndstooth hats. Sean McVay's got the hold me back coach. Nick Saban's going to have the put my hat back on coach. That could be Butch Jones' job. (laughs) Yeah, whatever he's doing down there. That's good. I will say um, one more thing about the game. They actually threw the ball over the middle. That's something that I don't feel like the Gus offense ever if did, or it, if it did, it did it very. They didn't do it consistently. Yeah. yeah, like the amount of times I recalled in the last few years of just Ryan Davis or Seth Williams just shrieking across the middle, and Bo's like, "Nope, we're gonna throw it down the field to a tight end." I'm like, Bro. so this was that was an improvement. There was but, one series where they threw like four screens in a row and they had like two halfback dives. I was like, oh, well, Gus already got the reins back. And I was like, I mean, well, the, that didn't last long for Chad Morris. I mean, the screens worked decently. Plus, I mean, yeah, forget. they did, but it was just like such a Gus call to call them back to back to back. I mean, hey. Gus definitely picked somebody who thinks like him. There's no way he's going to pick somebody who has an entirely different offense. He's going to pick a guy who, has, who shares some of his philosophies. That's no doubt. Yeah, Chad Morris runs and throws the ball. 
that's the that's the similarity they have. But they both you, do that. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the SEC football before they kill each other. Uh, Alabama won over Missouri, thirty-eight to nineteen. Georgia squeaked. I say squeaked out. I mean they dominated in the second half. But golly, <laughs> they uh. They uh, were not looking good in the first half. They beat Arkansas 37-10. to Florida over Ole Miss 51-35. Texas A&M in a game that I don't think anybody really cared about toward the end because it was on SEC alternate. It wasn't even on the main channel. A&M won 17-12 over Vandy. Uh, Tennessee, South Carolina came down to the wire, but number 16, Tennessee, 31-27 over South Carolina. And the big news of the weekend, Mississippi State with a 44-34 win over the number six and defending national champion, LSU. That is to look through the SEC over the past weekend. All right. Just take it away. Well, what, what's the reaction from the SEC? Uh, are we are we feeling better about Auburn's chances going through the SEC? Worse? Uh, it, who's overrated? It, who's underrated? It, what's going on? I think I think a good a good starting point is that in case you thought this season wasn't going to be weird in the past 100 years there have been two college football games that have gone to half with the score seven to five and last saturday there were two more in the same conference <laughs> on the same day at the same time yeah so get ready i think i, I think uh because a m vanderbilt was the other game that did it right yeah I think they're just trying to get their baseball kicks in after the season got cut short early. So yeah, I mean, this is the bizarro year. I, I have a question. Arkansas ended the game with ten points. Did they, did they get another safety and another field goal? They well, Georgia had the five no. points, right? Yeah, Georgia yeah. had the five oh, points. Oh, okay, might be. Arkansas had Arkansas. In the second half, scored three points. Is what ended up happening yeah. with them. Arkansas had a touchdown. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, Jared, you asked about if you're more confident in Auburn's chances. I mean, you know, the only thing keeping me from saying that I am is like you know paranoia and not wanting to like jinx it or anything. But let I me mean, looking back at this weekend, it's hard not to be. Really, I mean, Texas A&M looked bad. I mean, sure, Vandy may be mildly better than they have been in the past, but I mean, what does that say? They're not going to go four and eight or four and six. Hey, anchor down. But, I mean, A&M looked bad. LSU looked like, I think, what some of us thought they were going to be, which is the fact that they just lost everybody. Like, no matter how good – well, no matter how good that team should be, no matter how good the coaching is, they lost, like, their entire roster, at least their entire starting lineup. So And their best quarter when he went to – when he had to be hospitalized. Exactly. And then you've got, I mean, the only team that – was there a team that really played a flawless game? I mean, I would say Alabama. Um, yes, things got a little hairy, but that was with the second and third teams in the second half in Columbia. I think yeah. that, I mean, a twenty-eight. If you can jump out three scores on your opponent like that, I think you can. Obviously, granted, it was Alabama and Missouri, but I think I think uh, Florida as well looked very good. Yeah, I'll I'll except for the lane train scoring so much. <laughs> yeah, Alabama and Florida were the two teams for me that kind of stood out. Other than that, I think it's pretty wide open in the yeah. SEC. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, the big winner for me this past weekend, obviously, I mean, I don't see how it's not, but it's, it's, it's Mississippi State. Uh, we can yeah. talk about what their defense is going to look like down the road, <laughs> but, I mean, their offense, 
I mean, KJ Costello, who, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know who the kid was until I got home and they were playing in the second half. Right? I, he's a grad he transfer. He's a grad transfer from Stanford. Yeah. Okay. Did the, you not you, you think I stay up Alex, late at night walking, and watch Pac-12 football? I'm not an encyclopedia of random players like you are. Yeah. Oh, come on. Look, I'm so old, fair. okay? I got to get my sleep in. I can't, watch Pac-12. I can't watch Pac-12 football, okay? It's just Pac-12 too late at night for me. That's fair. I mean, KJ Costello, 36 for 60, 623, five touchdowns. I mean, the guy was a walking NCAA 14 video game. Out yeah. Yeah. I mean, LSU's defense wasn't great last year, and now with losing everybody else, I expected them to get gashed, but that was ridiculous. Like, I mean, is Mike Leach really that much of a wizard? Well, all of that, it wasn't all uh, drags underneath, stink and dump either. It, it was it was in stride. He was throwing dots. I mean, I was impressed. You, you don't get 600-yard passing by accident, and he was put had amazing ball placement. And going back to Auburn, that's something I wanted to bring up as well, is that Bo Nix, when he was throwing the ball, also had his balls right on target. So I think Costello and Bo Nix are probably two of the quarterbacks to keep a very close eye on, along with Kyle Trask, for uh, maybe running away with uh, the quarterback to be in the SEC this season. You don't want to keep an eye on your boy Kellen Mond? (laughs) I've had my eyes on him since I've been a freshman, Jared. I don't want to look at him anymore. Uh, but you know, going through what was relatively a interesting week for the for the SEC, LSU being the big upset, Mississippi State being the the surprise, uh, Georgia's first half and second half is just Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, I mean, they looked so bad in the first half. They really did. Like, and I I got to assume that uh they'll be sticking with uh Bennett at quarterback. There's no way yeah. they go back to the other dude who, I mean, the way he played shall not be named, probably here or in the yeah. Georgia fan base. Uh, yeah. I, I have to assume that they're, they're going to stick with him. I, I think, like, on one of the college football final shows, it was like, Georgia has a quarterback battle they got to figure out. It's like, no, they don't. They they know who their quarterback is. It's going to obviously be Bennett next week. Uh, as college game day goes to Athens, uh, for the for a big matchup between now number seven Auburn and number four Georgia, uh, pretty much on my drive back from Auburn, just realizing that oh my goodness Auburn's gonna play a top ten Georgia team. They're both gonna be top ten. I mean we pre- pretty much already knew that that was gonna be game day. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah heck of a lot better than whatever Florida State Miami was. That's for sure. Yeah. Plus could uh could Georgia bring out the uh, black uniforms. Are you I mean, saying they're trying to black out Auburn in the second week of the season? After what happened? I'm going to have PTSD flashbacks to Vern Lundquist and Gary Danielson dancing to Soldier Boy in the press box. <laughs> like, look, if, if Georgia... I don't need that in my life. If Georgia tries to pull... If, if Georgia tries to pull some major disrespect in the second week of the season after the way they played in the first half and try to black out Auburn... I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. The, the all black versus Auburn's Stormtroopers white is gonna look good, right? But no, that's, I mean, that's let's not forget the last time this. Georgia wore the black uniforms. They lost to Alabama by thirty at home, so you know. Well, they've they've worn them in twelve years. Do we, have a prog- do we have a prognosis on JT Daniels? Because I believe Kirby was optimistic that he'd be cleared to play for Saturday, which makes me think he'll probably be ready by this Saturday. That was my thought. 
I don't Looks think like we need to be – we don't need to be thinking that it's just going to be Stetson Bennett. I think it's going to be J.C. Downs if he's cleared, but that's the question of whether he's going to be cleared or not. And that, that, that's another thing is that you're, you're, plug, you're plugging in JT Daniels to this offense who hasn't been getting full reps for almost a year at this point into a fully – or into a, a, a team that's already a week behind after, after stuttering in Fayetteville. So you're either dealing with a, a fourth-string quarterback or a guy who hasn't played in a year. And, I mean, the, I guess the only – saving grace that Georgia has is that they're at home, which I don't know how much that, that plays into it. Cause, uh, even being in the, in the stadium for the Auburn game last week against Kentucky, uh, man, it was really night and day with, uh, how loud it was. Uh, it, it got loud. It got a lot louder than I, I thought say, it would. I, I agree that it's not, it's obviously not the same. There's it's, it's not it's like 70,000, wait, Whatever the math is, sixty thousand less people, seventy thousand less people, yeah. however many people less there are. But I think it was the best atmosphere it possibly could have been. I think it was probably one of the best atmospheres in the country, uh, currently because it's the most amount of people and it was all students. And I think spreading out the students throughout the stadium makes it as loud as it's possibly going to be. And it wasn't a ton of pumped in crowd noise. I remember yeah. I could, I noticed it on two separate occasions, and it was it was on goal line situations and it was just a little hum from the speakers. It was not loud at all. It seems like what it was designed to do was to get everyone to start cheering. It wasn't designed to actually make any noise. It just got everyone else cheering. That wasn't. So I don't know. I think that Aldrin's got the best setup uh, seating wise and how one of the best atmospheres we've seen since COVID hit. And I think it's important to mention it was an 11 a.m. game, which those are always in terms of it doesn't help the yeah. lowest. They're the lowest energy games. I mean, you put it in a night game, you put it the 2:30 CBS game, and it's a whole different atmosphere. It always has been, and 17,000 or 87,000, it's always going to be like that. Uh, the official attendance last Saturday was 17,490. That is at 20 percent capacity, which Auburn allows. Yep. Uh, but it did get loud. It definitely got loud. Uh, I think the big one was the. <laughs> called back pick six that got loud that was um, chaos that was, that was crazy absolutely if there was a roof it was definitely blown off the building uh on I that mean, pick six i i just think about how I, <laughs> the students in the end zone that were not not wearing masks but they didn't care and they they jumped in the first row and celebrated with roger mccreary i thought that was yeah you know oh, i knew you know, those guys not, not it's not covid safe Oh, but it was pretty funny, and it was pretty hype. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, uh McQuarrie is definitely under uh, watch right now when it comes to testing. Uh, the funny thing is, when I was standing on the field while they were doing punts, uh, those guys behind me, uh, they were trash talking Kentucky pretty bad. Uh, during see, their pregame warmups. See, that's not something that you get in a normal situation. Now you just got students everywhere, and yeah, I mean that's the. It, it's almost like a basketball student section, and not to oh, get off topic, but imagine Auburn Arena with this setup. <sighs> it would be oh. more students than usual because the they'd have to be all around the court. They I mean, even have to put them behind the uh, the team's uh, bench, which they you know they don't do for. Yeah. They like have outlawed that in the SEC. They have to put the. Oh my goodness, that'd be. Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess it would just feel like be crying once I'm done with them. Yeah, I guess. Okay, yeah. 
<laughs> I guess they'll just put like visiting team spectators behind the away team bench because just there's no there's no other way you can do point. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it was it was definitely an experience. I had well, I had fun inside the stadium. Uh, but I mean, you had one of the best something. seats in the house. I did, but it was hot, and I want to. And I got tired of yeah. standing. Did, uh, uh, did why did not just sit down like Cole, like Cole did? Look, uh, everybody like. When I went when I went on Reddit and stuff, and they're talking about why doesn't Cole have a chair? I wanted to give him a chair. Okay, I remember at halftime where we went back under the stadium, and I was sitting like three feet away from Cole. And he's like, "Man, it is hot out there." It came out of nowhere. I'm like, "Yeah, you telling me? I didn't even know I was supposed to be out here. I'm in long black pants. I didn't know what I was gonna do." Like, good lord, it was hot down there. What was he eating down there? If you're if you saw him, okay, I wasn't part of that segment. I didn't know what was happening. But I guess it was, it was something from some, something here local, I guess. It was some he kind was of eating, chicken. It was chicken fried bacon from Acre. Yeah. They did a whole segment it about it. On, did, you, uh, did you guys swag surf? No. And there was I, no swag surf. I, I think, I think uh, that's probably a, a good thing that yeah, they didn't the swag surf. What would the opposite of that be? Well, one, I, I, I don't think it's going to be held off for too much longer if students are still going to games, a la LSU. I think they will be they, a socially distant swag surf. I think I think they already kind of uh, shot down swag surf for the fact that usually swag surf comes in in the fourth quarter, right? That's that's where swag surf happens. Auburn has now elected to go with a actual prepackaged video for the fourth quarter, which is really good. It's a really good video to get you hyped, but uh, I'm not sure if uh, they want to do swag surf. Well, but Auburn also doesn't do it for every fourth quarter game. They do it for like yeah, the big important ones. ones. Well, yeah, they only did. They only. Point. Yeah, I, I'm if, going to if, assume if they they're going to keep using that video. If if they had done it Saturday, it would have kind of told me that there's going to be no more students at games. But now I think, okay, maybe there will be. <laughs> if they had done it as like one final hurrah, because like, oh, you're never coming back, so at least you'll get exactly because A and I don't. I don't see the uh, the general crowd swag surfing very much. They also, yeah. try to do, they also try to do the wave at some point during the game, and that failed miserably. So, <laughs> kill the wave. I don't. I don't oh know how. Goodness. I don't know how well it came from the section you were sitting in, Jacob. I think the wave started. Well, I, I'm glad I did a good job at not participating or even noticing. Because uh, it was it was pretty sad and pathetic. Uh, I think it got down. I think it just was the 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 end zone that did it the, the the far end zone that did it uh but uh any other discussions about the sec in general before we move on to college football we're good all right let's move on to college football in general uh i guess you could take it so many different ways you can we can laugh at florida state and kind of how just miserable they are they are on the pick them ESPN for making that the night game. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know yeah. what they were thinking. Like like I said last week, they were running commercials like Rivalry Renewed, and I just scoffed at them because I was like, yeah. Right. I, when I went back and watched the show last night just to shore up everything, I literally said on the show, yeah, right, Miami by 30. And I was joking around when I said that. And then they actually went out there and backhanded them. I mean, yeah, throw, the fa- throw, throw the Tennessee game on the primetime slot. I don't – that was a ridiculous move. I don't care how yeah. good. I mean, a rivalry is a rivalry, but I don't. I wouldn't have want to watch the 2012 Iron Bowl in prime time. Uh, 
that that is a that is a very good comparison. I mean, I think again, there's this obsession with college within college football of like reigniting the past. There's the whole blue blood debate where everybody thinks that all these teams have to be good for everything to be good. And I think people also believe that because Florida State Miami wasn't the best rivalry of the '90s, probably. I mean, it was up there. And now I think people are trying to pretend that it's back just because Miami's half decent, but you know. But they, did, they, did they forget that Florida State is a yeah. definition of a dumpster fire right now? Yeah, like so they lost to Georgia Tech this year. It's not like it's like oh, it's different this year. That happened yeah. like two weeks ago. <laughs> they're they're still garbage. Somebody tweeted unironically like last week that Florida State Miami is the best robbery in the history of college football, and I kind of laughed. I, I saw that tweet, and it was I bet a, a, I bet a kicker tweeted awful. that. that was just, <laughs> like what is it with right. people obsessing with the like? Because look. Florida State Miami's terrible. The game is not even a game anymore. It's just Ohio State dropping however many points they can on Michigan while Michigan just, you know, helplessly sits there and takes it essentially. So, I mean, I don't really know what is with college football trying to pretend that these rivalries still mean as much as they used to because they don't. I mean, I, I, I mean, not to be a homer, but the most competitive up-to-date rivalry is Auburn-Alabama. It because is. They, they've he, traded shots. You have the kick six. You have last year. I mean, you've had your one-sided affairs. I mean, you, you've had it all with the Iron Bowl in the last 10 years. And, and even when they win yeah, national yeah. championships, usually the winner of the Iron Bowl. And even when Auburn was not good in, like, 2015 and 2016, even in 2015, the game was still competitive to the last, like, five minutes because Derrick Henry had a game-clinching rushing touchdown with, like, four minutes to go or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. even that game was competitive. Mainly because the defense carried, but that's beside the point. Even 2016. And, and 2016 was, was like Auburn down to John Franklin the third at quarterback. And that was their third string quarterback. And it was not a complete blowout. The only time, I mean, 2011, 2012 were just were bad. But that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like the worst Iron Bowl in the last like five years has probably been closer than the best Ohio State Michigan game, honestly. See, I guess we're also <laughs> forgetting about 2018. And how, see, you look at the score of 2018, and it looks like Alabama blew out Auburn, but it was 17 to 13 at halftime. Exactly. Two came out. We had hope. Yeah, you're correct. And then they dashed it. Uh, Some other big games that happened. I just want to point out, just so you're ready for this, Florida State is on the pick 'em for this week. They're playing Jacksonville State, and so we're really about to find out how. We're really about to find out how bad each one of us think Florida State is, is if we're going to pull the trigger on Jacksonville State, who's playing their first game this season. Jared, why would Florida you do State. that to us? Because that's, a good, that's, that's the kind of game that needs to be on pickup. Because yeah. last week, Alex and Bay both went 11-0, and and that's the third and fourth time in the extra point in the last five years that somebody's went undefeated. And one of them was Herb, so that really tells you what kind of, <laughs> what kind of um, prowess that gives you. So you, you joined Elite Company uh, with, with that with that pick. Well, uh, let, well, let's take a look at the the pick'em uh, breakdown from Week Three in college football. Alex went eleven and zero. Davis eight and three. Jacob nine and two. I went ten and one. Bay eleven and zero. Jack nine and two. So we all did good. In uh, the pick'em standings, Bay is twenty one and nine. Me and Alex are tied at twenty and ten. Davis at nineteen and eleven. Jack at eighteen and twelve. And Jacob at seventeen and thirteen, so we're all like one game apart from each other. So, like this the is, you don't realize I'm just bad at pick'em. Yeah, you're you're sixth place in both college football and NFL. 
Uh, so yeah, maybe just think too much, Jacob. Why? Why did you? Why did you highlight my NFL pick him? I did so bad. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, something happened to Excel, and I didn't know how to change it back, and I was too tired to do it last night. Sure. So that's I'll, what I'll, I'll figure that out later with with some formulas. Uh, yeah, you're not doing you're not doing great, but we can pick what, it up what, during the season. What uh? Do you guys do you guys see what happened in Lubbock on Saturday? There was an actual shootout in Lubbock, and uh, Texas horns up. I guess they they oh, won. horns down. Still horns they, down. They, um, Doesn't matter. At fifteen, Texas Tech was up two scores, and I fell asleep and woke up at the end of overtime. <laughs> I I fell, I fell I fell asleep during very overtime. confused. Yeah, so, I was so confused. It seemed like Texas Tech uh, went to the Dallas Cowboys school of onside kick recovery uh, in the <laughs> offseason because Tex, Texas uh, Texas scored fifteen points in the last I believe four minutes to send that one to overtime. That was ridiculous, but I mean it's very on par for Texas Tech the last like. 10 years. That game had two block punts returned for touchdowns, one by each team. So that was that was a Big 12 game. That's the that's the that's the picture on the Wikipedia article for Big 12 game. And for the Big 12, they're just thankful that Texas got out of there unscathed because another top 5 team did not, and that was Oklahoma. In a game where what? I don't I don't I don't even know what happened because it was during the Auburn game. I just know that people just talk kept talking about Kansas State. Well, all that matters is that Spencer Rattler threw three interceptions. <laughs> and yeah. Kansas State, for the second year in a row, has now beaten a top 10 Oklahoma team. And I, for the, it feels like fifth year in a row, an Oklahoma team has lost to some basement Big 12 team by a field goal. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I guess Kansas yeah. State's yeah. where Kansas State's where dreams go to die, I guess. Kansas State and. Except it was Iowa in Oklahoma. State. I know. I that's mean, the crazy part. That's the thing is that upset feels like an upset that happens, you know, for some, you know, mediocre uh, power five team at home. Like, you know, that's Purdue and Iowa at home, but this is on the road, even on the road with no crowd or limited crowd. I mean, it <laughs> Spencer Rattler may just take the cake as being the worst Oklahoma quarterback in the last five years, which is, you know, not I mean, saying much, he, he's in a, that's elite company. Don't yeah, get me wrong, he's a, but he's in elite company. He's just, you know, he's what? He's the he's the Barrett Trotter sandwich between Cam Newton and Nick Marshall. Oh, he might you, not. you compared him to Barrett Trotter? Oh my! <laughs> that's, that, that's, some dis, that's some disrespect right there. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. I'm just gonna say that Spencer Rattler. No joking. He, Spencer Rattler might not win a Heisman, and that's that's a big deal. <laughs> and what's even well, worse is that Oklahoma goes on the road this week to Iowa State, where oh, dreams no. actually do go to die. Because Iowa Man, State upsets teams all that? the time. I don't know. What, but, so, uh, okay, I have a question. What happened to Iowa State having fans at their, at their games? I've never seen something where they were going to have, like, 50% capacity. I remember that. Like, that was a big deal. They they scaled, and, they scaled back on it because – And they only put the band in there. Yeah. Iowa State jumped the gun, and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll have this many people. And then the state and health officials were like, yeah, you think? And then they didn't. That's disappointing. Yeah, that they they they. I mean, not to have too many quick. people, but that they went from that to nothing, and that's you why know? you got to communicate with public health officials. The SEC is showing that it, you can do it. Yeah, I mean, I I I have to assume that eventually Iowa will uh, 
allow a little bit of fans. It, it also probably didn't help that a lot of things were happening in Iowa, especially with like the, the storms and stuff like that. That communication was probably just all over the place, and you know they they were just they were just trying to get a game of football in at that point. Uh, but yeah, Oklahoma dropping a big game uh, against Kansas State, and for the Big Twelve, I mean at least Texas won some other notable games. Pitt twenty three to twenty over Louisville. So Pitt, the train keeps rolling. I'm rolling with the Panthers. Uh, hopefully they can win the ACC. Speaking of the ACC, Virginia Tech 45 to 24 win over Virginia Tech. I believe uh, Virginia Tech had 23 inactive players in that game. They had a lot because they're coming off of a uh, they're coming off of a postponement due to COVID. So a lot of so a, a part of the team was isolated as well. So how uh, bad is NC State? Not you, you great. Can, you can you can lose by as many pl- points as they didn't have players on the team. I mean, NC State is probably going to be a uh, bottom tier ACC team, which uh, is like half the ACC at this point. Which is fair <laughs> as well. Um, so, uh, I guess the big news now is that the the, the Big Ten, the Pac twelve, everybody and their mama's coming back at this point in college football. Uh, we know the 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 Big Ten. They're starting on what three weeks, something like that. They're now back in the AP poll, so that was great. At least Auburn did move up one spot, even with all the Big Ten teams coming back in. Uh, the Pac-12 is playing what seven games, I think, or something like that, seven eight games. Uh, yeah. The MAC is playing uh, games as well. So, Six games. I mean, everybody's coming back, and, and we'll we'll see what happens. There were a lot of postponements this week. I think the big one uh, actually ended up being, uh, I believe it was Georgia State Charlotte. That was the weird yeah. one because yeah. uh, Notre, that was Notre Dame and Wake. Notre Dame and Wake Forest also got moved to December. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, the thing about Georgia State and Charlotte though is that it's because they couldn't read. They read them wrong, or they couldn't read them. Yeah, it's like, like a, I guess it's like I think, a pregnancy test. I guess. I think that's I what know. I. I think that's what it was. They read them wrong, which I don't understand how because I've taken several COVID tests and every time it's been very simple to read just it's negative or it's positive so and yeah, it's, it wasn't a case of a false positive it was literally a negative and they thought they were positive and maybe maybe it's not their fault maybe it was the uh, the testers their their fault maybe they made it difficult to read but I don't know unfortunate it's unfortunate and uh Unfortunately for Houston, Houston now is at three games canceled. They don't play this week, but they play again on the eighth against Tulane. And, and we're, we're just we're just fault, praying, right? <laughs> we're just praying that they get their game in at this point. And it, none of them have been Houston canceled. They've all been their no. opponent being like, oh, we, yeah, yeah. Um, what about Syracuse delaying their game? We uh, might have, no, we might have missed it because it was at it was an eleven a.m. game, so we were concerned about I, I all. That, I saw that on the the bottom line. They they missed it because they were retesting players. They yeah, they were trying to uh, figure out results, and they and, it, and their statement was in an abundance of caution. We're going to delay today's game so we can receive our results. Basically, they didn't want to start the game and get a result in the middle of the first quarter. That hey, the center has COVID. It so. would it would be literally in the NBA all over again. Everybody get off the field. We're done. Yeah. The the game ends yeah. at, and what I assume would be a postponement delay. I guess. Um, yeah. 
Well, yeah, and the NFL forfeits two to nothing, so we'll see what the, we could see what the college rule is. Um, yeah, Syracuse big win over Georgia Tech though in the, the ACC matchup. So I, mean, I guess they're glad. I glad they they glad they delayed the game because they picked up a win as a result. I mean, college football. This is this is what the new normal is now. I guess is that games will be canceled because of uh. You can't read the COVID test. Some games may be delayed because we may not be able to get the test back in general. Teams aren't looking good, so they're going to be struggling, a la Georgia and Oklahoma. Teams will still dominate Alabama. I mean, this is college football. It's back, and it's weirder than ever. Will it be as weird as 2007? I mean, God help us. God help us if it is, you know. Uh, That'll be fun. Uh, We'll find out how weird it's going to get with next week, uh, Georgia-Auburn, because, uh, Man, talk about being on the on the on the on the burner early. We're gonna By see how way, good his Auburn um, team is. That Oklahoma Iowa State game is the ABC primetime game, six thirty night Thank game yeah. in Ames. Iowa Under State's the lights, in Ames. State Brock Purdy. Iowa I'm State's gonna bring out the black jerseys. It's gonna be something. Ames Iowa is the black hole college football. Uh, we, we, it started in twenty eleven. So yeah, with Oklahoma Wait. State. Oh my gosh! I remember being so upset about that because I did not want to watch LSU and Bama again. And then Brandon Wheaton was just like, "Nope, time to choke." All right. Well, is there anything else with college football in general? Uh, uh, well, when a, half of the country isn't playing, half the teams aren't playing, we don't get to talk for as long. So I guess not. Oh, that does it for college football. That is how we segue into Major League Baseball. The playoffs are set. It's here. And the NL Central has four teams, which I I found that kind of funny, actually, that everybody but the Pirates got in. That is funny. They were trying not to get in. They're tanking for Kamar Rocker, so. Cincinnati, how about them coming out of nowhere to to get a playoff spot? I mean, if you want to know how weird the playoffs were this year, Cincinnati, the third team in the NL, clinched the playoffs before the Cardinals, the second team in the in, in the NL. If the Cardinals would have lost against the Brewers last night, which thank God they didn't, it would have activated a scenario where the Cardinals would have went and played the Tigers today in two games because the Cardinals had games to make up. But because they clinched, they said, we're not going to play those games anyway. So thank goodness for that. I didn't want to go through that. Uh, but MLB playoffs are set. Uh and what we're going to do as a full crew is that I put together a nice little challenge for us in the MLB. Uh, pretty much what you saw yesterday in your emails, if you read your emails, was uh, picking the series winners for the wild card in how many games. Remember, these are three-game series, so it's just a regular, you know, three games, maybe two-game sweep. Uh, picking who wins in how many games, plus some superlatives such as who will be your ALCS, NLCS representatives, who will be in the World Series, who will be the first one seed or top two seed out. Uh, so that's going with your Dodgers, Braves, uh, A's, and... Rays. And the Rays, yes. Uh, out of those four teams, who will be the first team out of the playoffs? Uh, so relative like that. So keep that in mind. I like mind. that one. Yeah, it's I'm not a, very confident in my Braves right now. Yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting one because it, it depends on what matchups you get at this point. At, they got at, a at terrible pull with Cincinnati. Yeah, that and I guess we'll we'll get into more discussion in a minute. But 
It could be worse. You guys could have absolutely no uh, understanding. Well, not understanding, but you, you be, I'm pretty much going in blind, so we're just going to pick and hope for the best. Uh, well, see, the thing is, the Braves did exactly what they did last year. They're going into the playoffs with zero momentum. So. I mean, and. Don't pick the Braves. Got it. I, I, I know I, I may have mentioned this last night. But it is criminal that the Braves are playing at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. It is criminal. It's ridiculous. Like, I understand because there's 16 teams. You got to play the game somehow. They don't want to stack them up because they want to make sure that everybody's watching one game at a time, which I get and I understand. I'm just still not happy about it. And, okay, the Astros deserve it. But not the Twins are playing at, like, 1 o'clock on ABC. Yeah. But the Braves somehow got noon. Noon. On a weekday. I, mean, I, I get it. There's eight games. But for the love of God, like, it's a postseason game. So, I mean, what would you have to deal with it, I guess? Uh, I mean, thank goodness that. I mean, uh, so Tuesday's schedule, all times Eastern. Astros and Twins at 2 o'clock. White Sox Athletics, which will be a great series, mind you, at 3 o'clock. Blue Jays Rays at 5. Yankees Indians at 7. And on Wednesday, all times Eastern, we have the Braves and Reds at noon. Astros at Twins at 1. Marlins Cubs at 2. White Sox Athletics at 3. Cardinals Padres, or excuse me, Blue Jays Rays at 4. Cardinals Padres at 5. Yankees Indians at 7. And Brewers and Dodgers at 10. I didn't realize they just had them stacked up over an hour at that point on Wednesday. I still can't get over the fact that the 29 and 31 Houston Astros drew a better matchup than the 35 and 25 Chicago White Sox just because, just because well, of this format, which I think honestly is ridiculous. But could it use tweaking? Sure, but I like it. I think it's. I, I mean, think okay. it's, I think it's interesting. But think think about it applied to another sport. Like it, get, think it, about, gets, it gets kooky. Yeah, I'll admit. Think about it. Think about it this year in the NFL because whatever division winner of the NFC East is going to be seven and nine. So you would put a you would put them like a six and ten Dallas Cowboys in over like excuse the me ten and, six and ten, 10 and six. Dallas Cowboys eight and eight, eight. it's eight and seven eight and nine take it or leave it I mean this is why this is exactly why the the NBA got rid of uh, divisional considerations yeah. during playoff it's, seating because it's it's ridiculous because again I mean you I mean it's just a twenty nine thirty one team should not be able to play the Twins while the are the, the white wait the Red Sox no wait, Blue Jays are playing the Rays the Red Blue Sox Jays okay no I said I said oh, White Sox oh I, I, said White Sox. I was looking I was looking at the standing that's my I didn't I know the Red Sox are cheeks don't worry don't worry but, Red Sox are I mean booty still the Blue Jays 32 and 28 they're better than the Astros just by record alone but I don't know it just it bothers me maybe in a full season they'll be a little bit different you know it won't it won't be as polarizing in a full season well, I think it could be worse in the full season because the more games played, the schedules or the the records will differ more. Maybe, maybe it could be, it could well, be worse. We will have to look at like past seasons and apply the new playoff format to it and see kind of how that goes. Later. Which yeah. I think somebody already has done, but I can't find the article in time to 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 justify looking it up. But I'm gonna go look and see what happens. Playoffs are here. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, Davis. I don't even know who your favorite baseball team is. Is it the Braves? Yeah, I, I guess so. Alex, are you the Braves too? I don't really have a baseball team. Well, you got to pick one now. Way, so. Yeah. I got to pick one now. Well, yeah. I mean, Moneyball was a pretty good move, so give me the A's. All right. Well, it's too bad they're going to lose to the White Sox in the first round. I have actually had two teams, though, Jared, so it's kind of hard for you. Yeah, but how many? Three. 
You I sound didn't... like me. I can't decide because I what? played for San Diego and MLB The Show last year, so I like them. Hey, I like Jared, the Mariners and Griffey, and I like the Braves because they're close. Jared, your quiz thing is broken. What quiz? There's thing? no uh, decide games for the White Sox Athletics. Oh, I can add that later. Uh, Davis, the go ahead and root for the Padres. They're going to be fun this year. All right, no, do not. no, 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 Padres versus Cardinals, Jared versus Davis. Slam Diego. Uh, I love me some Fernando Tatis. I want to point out that the last time somebody rooted uh, against my team, it did not end well. A la <laughs> I can say the same thing. Don't, don't bring that up. <laughs> don't want, I have that clip saved yeah. on my computer because how good it was. All right, Jared, head to head. Here we go. I'm not confident at all in the Cardinals. Uh, I'm pretty – the Cardinals most likely are getting swept against the Padres. Like, no joke. I don't think anybody's really that confident. Gold Friars. Uh, is there anything in MLB that we want to talk about uh, before we hit the top of the hour? Um, no, nah, we could probably save that for, for tomorrow when, when the uh, the games are actually happening, especially with how, how loaded today is with, with uh, post-weekend sports. Uh. Alex, you said which one didn't have the games will be decided in? Uh, the Athletics and the White Sox. It just goes straight to the Cardinals, Padres, one after that. Watch. There this. weren't exactly any exciting pennant chases, other than the Phillies absolutely blowing it. Yeah, so. I would say that last wild card spot was kind of exciting, but little... everyone, all those teams, just blew their chances. Boom! Touch, already touch fixed. The, got a touch of the Bryce Harper brush there. All right, well, I guess that does it for MLB. Jacob, you need to run? I do. All right, well, you stay, you stay safe out there on a Monday. Don't let those streets catch you slipping. And don't Keaton get something. seven, Ravens by a score. Catch you all later. All right. Sounds good to me. Uh, so let's go ahead and we'll, we'll save baseball for later as uh, we'll get ready for that extra point playoff gauntlet that we got to go through. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. NBA Finals. Down Wait, the ship. I have something about NBA. I've been waiting for this. Uh, you know, I have I'll a tweet. I'll I have a tweet that away. came to my attention that I thought it might behoove y'all to hear. Behoove? Okay, here we go. It's uh, from it's from a week or two ago, and it's from J. A. Adonde. If you know who that is. Oh no. He tweeted, "The kids are among the few people in the world who can watch these NBA playoffs in person, and they're all locked into the phone screens instead of watching their dads on the court." So much, so much for grabbing the next generation of hoopers. I think he fails to realize that all the kids watching are babies. <laughs> I just like look at this picture. They're all babies. What does he want from them? I just, I just thought y'all might find that interesting. Look, he wants them to go. <laughs> he wants them to go out there and start hooping. <laughs> he wants them to watch and be like, "Oh, nice." Look, screen, I'm just, Dad. Those three-year-olds need to begin some triple doubles. All right. That was. An- that was an excellently performed pick and roll, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> they need to start analyzing. Saying, they need to know. Adonde saw the Westbrook trash talking all the kids, and he's like, "I want to get on this too." So he's like, "You kids are idiots. Why don't you watch your foot or watching basketball?" That's hilarious. Like they're babies. They're gonna watch Peppa Pig on their on their <laughs> iPad. <laughs> that is so painstakingly oh true. Because I do. Oh I have a sister that's five. I know. You have a sister that's five. Wait, you have a yeah. sister? I have two sisters and a brother. I don't think I knew that. We're not going to get into family trees anymore after what happened. I'm the oldest, though, so. Uh, But 
Lakers, Heat, NBA Finals. It's set. The Heat, it was close at the end, but boy, oh boy, they blew the absolute breaks off the Celtics in the last three and a half minutes of that game. And it was nowhere close uh, at the end. So, congratulations to the Heat. Uh, they have, I don't say they shocked the world, but they're a five seed and they, they usually don't reach the finals. Uh, the Knicks and the, and the Rockets of old are congratulating them from, from afar for what they've accomplished. Everybody who said he six are geniuses. <sighs> they're, uh, it's something. And the Lakers ended Jamal Murray and the Nuggets. Even when they were up three to one, uh, the magic ended for the Nuggets. And, uh, you got to tip your cap off to Jamal Murray uh, and, and what he did. I mean, playing pretty much over 700 minutes in the, in the playoffs, which is the most I've, I've ever seen somebody play. Uh, and now we're down to the Lakers and the Heat in the NBA Finals that will take place in pretty much the month of October. Uh, this is 2020 for us. That yeah. the, the NBA Finals, is, it starts on Wednesday. At the same time, uh, there will be eight games going on in baseball for the uh, for the uh, uh, wild card round, and some the, somewhere out there, the Stanley Cup is still being played after the Stars got a big overtime victory. Somewhere out there, the Dallas Stars fans are rejoicing. I don't. I, I have no idea what's happening with that series. I think game game six is. Pro- I think probably tonight. Um, Stars looking to force a game seven on Wednesday, perhaps. Let me look it at is the tonight. It is tonight. Well, you guys, yeah. Yep, game six tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central on NBC. Uh, stars are the home team, if that means anything. It doesn't. Win, win or go home for Dallas for the second straight game. And if they, if they force game seven, that does set up a Wednesday showdown. Wednesday game seven, along with the NBA Finals game one, and what may be sweeps in Major League Baseball, as well as uh, opening uh, series for a lot of the NL teams. Wednesday's going to be a lot of fun if, if the cards fall right. Uh, but I guess it depends on what side you're on. Lakers Heat. Uh, I mean, I-, I said this yesterday to my father. And I said, because I mean, he was watching LeBron James with his turnaround, just jumpers and just being automatic. I mean, LeBron James... In, uh, I said, Le- I said last night, uh, the night the Lakers played. Uh, LeBron James was just straight-up automatic. I mean, the, the guy had a triple-double. He looked like LeBron James of forever. And I, I think it, I think I said uh, what well, I think sums it up very nicely. This is LeBron James' league, all right? He's just letting the other 29 teams play, but this is his this is his yard. I mean, that's what Jimmy Butler said. He said, if you're going to want – if you're going to want to win, you got to go through LeBron James one way or the other, whether that's – in the semis and the finals and the NBA finals and the Eastern Conference finals and now in the Western Conference finals, LeBron's going to be in your way some in what some way, shape, or form. So, LeBron taking on his former team in the Heat, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, my boy Caruso, Kuzma, the whole squad is suiting up to take on Jimmy Butler, Drogic, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, and the Miami Heat. I mean, this is Duncan Robinson. How can I forget my boy Duncan Robinson? Uh, this is this is a this is going to be a fun series because you got the establishment in the Lakers and then the fun guys in the Heat. 
So, I mean, what are the initial reactions from this NBA Finals setup? Well, you got. I think it's. I think two, before we even talk about this season, you got uh, both Anthony Davis and and Iggy who forced themselves out of small market teams by kind of begging for a trade uh, out of out of the Grizzlies and the Pels, and now they're both in the finals as a result of it. So, well, I mean, is does that is that a is that a a damning piece of evidence against these these small teams like uh, like Sacramento and Orlando and all that because these superstars don't want to play there and they're just going to go form super teams on the coasts. I mean, that's that's just the name of the game, I guess. Bends the brakes, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, if it makes anybody feel better, David, this should make you feel better at least. There is an Ancha de Kumpo in the finals. It's just not the right one that you wanted. He's going to win a ring, too. So He is. Speaking of, is. of winning a ring, the guy who is happiest right now is Mr. Dion Waiters, who gets a ring no matter what because he has been on the Lakers and the Heat this year. Oh I don't feel like the Heat are going to give him a ring after that gummy incident he had. Oh, my. That, that, seemed, like, that seemed like it was so long ago. That seems <laughs> like was. when I was in high school. <laughs> that was only a few months ago where he was – just passing around gummies. I guess fighting I was people when he was fighting people ago. on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like what what month was that? Cause I feel like we were still in the studio for that. That was early. That was early the beginning of the season. So I was probably like that was uh, early November. That was November. Yeah, so that was almost a year ago. Golly! Oh my goodness! I re- I remember talking about it in the studio. And it's, it's been crazy that I mean the NBA Finals is going to wrap up on the day the NBA season normally starts. So I mean this has been yeah a complete count yeah. twelve month cycle for the uh, NBA as well as the NHL to a lesser extent. Like yesterday, I was thinking my brain doesn't know what to think because I saw a post saying the Tyler Heroes, you know, a rookie in the finals. I'm like, he's not a rookie; he's been here forever. But no, this season's just gone on for an entire year because you know. Think about it. You think of Tyler here, and you're like, okay, like the la- like my last memory of him in college was, you know, on Kentucky against Auburn in the NCAA tournament, which was like four years ago. It feels like so now I'm like, he can't be a rookie. It's just that everything is all warped. I think the crazy thing is with the NBA. Obviously, the NBA is going to push back their regular season a little bit, right? Yeah, they'll be playing in. I believe that's at end of December, which is almost lock and step with uh, I, I college basketball starting in late November, but I think conference play starts in like late December for college basketball. So that yeah. so they're they're all trying to run together, it feels like. Uh a lot of the a lot of the big time sports. Uh so you're gonna get a full a full three hundred and sixty five days of sports. Oh yeah, and it's it's gonna be great. And I'm I'm wondering if a lot of these changes will just stay in effect or if they'll eventually try to get back to what they originally were. Alex, you'll be interested to know that the Heat are the first fifth seat or lower to advance to the finals since those '99 Knicks yes. you um, you're so fond of, and who Davis never shuts fond up of. about them. Yeah. Hey, y'all. I mean, they made it. They did yeah. make it. Wait, who y'all who y'all predict to get out of that series? Between who? The Heat and Celtics. I mean, you. I mean, y'all already knew who I all was going to be. Yeah. I'll, I think I was the only person to pick the Celtics because Celtic. I was Celtic. too stubborn to change. You go down, you go down with a ship, Jared. Heck yeah, I do. I no, want you to say don't. This is, 
<laughs> I go down with the ship and don't let any of my past actions tell you otherwise. <laughs> I will say okay. in terms of um, storyline to go with it, this is probably one of the better storyline filled finals we've had in a while. I mean, you've got the guy that LeBron tried to get fired in his first year in the heat still on Miami, still bringing a team to the NBA finals and now going head to head with him. I mean, his so. team is also comprised of all of his like greatest obstacles. You got Rondo, who was on the Celtics in 2008-2010. You got Dwight Howard, who was on the 9 Magic. Awesome, Danny man. Green from the 14 Spurs. Vogel from the 13 Pacers. Quinn Cook from the 17 Warriors. And then, oh, I'm, I'm squinting. Who's that? That's J.R. Smith. <laughs> on his own team. <laughs> ah, good one. <laughs> That's very good. I mean, it's and true. Of course, you got any Hennessy while you're there? I thought we would And, of course, <laughs> dealing, de- dealing with those, he's also got to face Iguodala in whatever capacity he'll be playing on Miami. Spolster might just give Iguodala 40 minutes a game just to lock up LeBron. All I'm saying is, that is. And Iggy with his, what, six now consecutive finals, so eat your heart out, LeBron. <laughs> All I'm saying is Quinn Cook is going to end up with the NBA ring. So... Shout out to Quinn Cook from... He already going, has one. Yeah, again, going from oh. the Warriors to the Lakers. Would have I mean, been like Patrick McCaw if the Raptors had made it. Uh, so shout out to him. I mean, it's going to be a fun finals. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm but, worried uh, it's not going to be. You don't think it's going to be? You think it'll be like one-sided? I, I really think the Lakers could easily win in five. All oh, right. the the gentleman sweep, as I've heard it being the, referred to. The Heat, the Heat yes. has defied expectations every single series so far, but I still can't help but look at the facts that, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Bam continues to defy expectations and manage to, you know, rise to the occasion every time. But now, Anthony, I mean, Anthony Davis is the best big man in basketball, without question. It's not a debate. He is the best, and there's no nobody that's really that close. And I but mean, that's Jokic? the toughest. Yes, yes, he's better than Jokic. I was just the other day you were saying Jokic was the best in the NBA. So oh, well, yeah, because I think Anthony Davis is a power forward, technically. Interesting. So if you want to get really technical with it, Jokic is the best center. But if we're talking just big man, it's Anthony Davis. And I really don't know if Bam has what it takes to stop him or slow him down. Because they'll, that's try. They'll, they'll, they'll try. They'll try. I mean, they're going to throw power. everything at him. And, I mean, they're going to – I don't know, though. It – it, it feels like you can only go Lakers in five or Heat in seven. I think it all comes There's, down to how Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero play for the Heat because all the other players are kind of locked up by the players on the the Lakers. But then when Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero come off the bench and provide that three-point shooting, that's what really starts either making the Heat come back or start lengthening their lead. Yeah, that's a good point. So – do we so that 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 series starts on Wednesday? Do we want to hold off? Do you guys need a day before you I start making day. decisions? I can make one right now. Yeah, I need wow. a day. Well, I guess me, Jack, and Alex will t- will take a day. Davis, if 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 you're bold and you you want to start shooting now, you can shoot if you want to. Lakers in five, but I will be rooting for the Heat the whole time. That's fair enough. Uh, NBA Finals are set. Lakers Heat starts Wednesday as LeBron James tries to get another ring while the Miami Heat try to get back to the promised land that LeBron James led them to with Eric Spolstra and crew. LeBron uh, could cost Eric Spolstra another ring. That could be tough. That is true. That is true. 
Uh, Maybe LeBron actually will get him fired. I'm, just, I'm kidding. <laughs> Somebody has to I mean, you almost, get, you almost you got to call Jack. Oh, no. It's probably Carter. He probably heard something. Uh, let's go on to the NFL Uh-oh. NFL news and notes. Uh, a breakdown of Pick'em in the NFL. Uh, it was all right for a lot of us. Alex, 9-5. and five, Bay, 11-3. Jacob, Jacob, with that win on Sunday Night Football, Jacob got to five hundred. He's seven and seven now. Uh, Davis eleven and three. Jack ten and four. I went nine and five. Uh, the current pick'em standings. Alex, you're still in first place, but that lead shrunk a lot. Thirty-four yeah, and twelve. Had, this week was a bit of a chaotic one for me. Yeah, Bay thirty-three and thirteen. Davis thirty-two and fourteen. Me and Jack tied at 30 and 16. Jacob at 27 and 19. Uh, so that was a close one. Monday Night Football tonight is Ravens Chiefs. Uh, I didn't look at it, but I think that uh, I don't think we all went one team. So there, there's gonna be a little bit oh, of movement my. as well when it comes to uh, when it comes to pick them on uh, Monday Night Football. But let's start with what happened on Sunday. Uh, all right, let, let, let's just talk about it. So the Falcons, uh, yeah. they, did Fal- they, they, they did Falcons things. And uh, Nick Foles came into the game. I mean, the Falcons collapsing has just overshadowed that Trubisky got benched for Nick Foles, but he did. Yeah. Wait, Jared, can we curse on this? Please I feel don't. Like, I feel like that's more of an Alex thing than... Me? Yeah. Don't you run all the shows for Weagle? Oh, yeah. I mean, I do. <laughs> Don't. Alex, can we curse on this? So I, <laughs> no, I need to Dennis. call Nick Foles his real name. I just was confused. No, 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 no. no. Why not? No, no. This is his name. Nick Foles is what. He has a reason for him. that nickname, and he must be. Well, I mean, he was also he also played pretty bad until like the fourth quarter. Like he was like nine of twenty, and like with an interception. Then he like was like, all right, y'all, I'm back. Falcons also suck. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. is- <laughs> but it's Nick Foles, Jack. So. You know, I um, – hey, when we did our show on Friday – quarterback don't sit on the bench behind Mitch Trubisky, Davis. He was giving <laughs> Mitch Trubisky a chance. Oh, my God. And, and then he was like, well – Oh, my God. It's time – He said, I'm gonna, I, he, he, he said, screw it. I'm going to do it myself. And yeah. he went out there and did it. Nick Foles just built different. He just built different. One, apparently, is what I've heard. I mean that's, – That's horrendous. The, I, the, the Falcons just are bad. Let's just – you know, when we, I hope when they Davis keep doing up leads. When when me and Davis did our show on Friday, I was like, "All right, are the are the can't finish Falcons going to be the best five and eleven team ever? But are they going to be the best zero sixteen team ever? They'll eventually point, win. They're they're, I, they're they're too good on the offense of the ball to not win. I mean, it's, it really is unbelievable. It was I mean, a meme to like an actual problem. If we're talking about zero sixteen teams, we need to take a look at the Jets, who. Uh, by the way, apparently the front office is evaluating Adam Gase's tenure as the Jets head coach. Fire Gase. He How does play. They, evaluate the fact that he's garbage. They play on Thursday, so if it's, if it's something's gonna happen, it's gonna happen either today no. or I gotta assume on on a long week off after yeah. Thursday. He'll be I fired think Friday I think they're still banking off the fact that he made the playoffs with the Dolphins. I think everybody's. Every the only reason that Adam Gase has a dang job is because he was somewhat involved in Peyton Manning's offensive career. That's it. When? I think 
Adam Gates was somewhat involved with uh now see now I'm gonna have to look it up. But he was scared. he was a uh, like an offensive coordinator or maybe a quarterback coach. He was uh the offensive coordinator in 2013 and 2014 for the Denver Broncos. There it is. Boom. And obviously that is around the time the Broncos had Peyton Manning. Uh did they win Super- what year did they win Super Bowl again? 2015. Okay, so it was, it was around that time. Uh But yeah, he was and- gone by then. He was with the Bears. Ah, uh, Bears. Da I wanna, Bears. I also want to point out that this is his photo on Wikipedia. So, oh my gosh! I mean, just this is the first photo that pops up when you look him up. So, I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but yeah, he's not good. Did anybody ever really think he was good? I mean, he is—he is a bottom tier prop. Is he the worst coach in football? Uh. He's I don't know. Close. Ron Rivera is still coaching. I'm, I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. So I mean, he, yeah. So he was the he was the offensive coordinator for the year that the Broncos did reach the championship, but they got absolutely backhanded. I that believe. was the year offense was really good until the Seahawks were like, actually, no, it's not. That the 50 touchdown year for. Yeah. Yeah. This was. was the yeah that was the year they got absolutely backhanded by the Seahawks and everybody stopped watching after the first quarter. Uh, and then since then. Since then, he's just been going upwards. Oh, look. He was a graduate assistant at LSU, so I guess that explains a lot. Um, <laughs> when? What year? 2000. Oh. I don't know if LSU was good then. Uh, it doesn't matter. Well, all they, we know, they all, weren't all, good in 99 because Auburn beat them in Baton Rouge. Yeah, I'll, I'll about to say, all we know is that at, by the year 2000, Auburn, since then, has not won in Baton Rouge. That's all you need to know. Oh, yeah. Just keep that in mind. Uh, but Adam Gase's tenure is being evaluated in New York. Uh, Vegas said that he'll be the first coach fired. Let's see if Vegas is right. And Dan Quinn, unless the Falcons are really trying to tank for uh, that good first round pick, uh, I don't know. He ne- uh, he needs to be fired. Okay, so if you fire Adam Gase or Dan Quinn, who are you hiring? Like, who's there to hire? It it doesn't matter because the simple fact goes that sorry, um, that with Dan Quinn, I mean just. One one choke lead is you know an anomaly. It happening so frequently shows. Or if you fire Matt Patricia too, just say no. And Matt Patricia. Oh, Matt Patricia needs to be fired. He's so bad. And he wouldn't fired. run with Carry On. I have all my fantasy teams. I have some. I need to have some words with that man. Yeah, he's supposed to account for your fantasy team. Yes. Yeah, he needs to account stuff. for his own team first. He ain't even doing that. At least that. he can run Carry On Johnson more than Jamal Agnew. Good lord. The uh, the Falcons. Uh, the 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 bear the, one of the bears safeties Tashawn Gibson was interviewed about the Falcons who passed three times on with a three point lead four twenty three left in the game uh, all three passes were incomplete for an eleven second drive uh, he said it was a big shock to me as a defensive player their play calling was a bit confusing on my end <laughs> can you imagine being a, a safety in that situation, and Matt Ryan comes out and throws an incompletion and then proceeds to do it two more times. And that's exactly what they did against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They just inexplicably kept throwing the football in the second half. I'm like, dude, just run the ball. I don't think the Falcons know what to do 
It's like when 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 teams are coming. You you trade for Todd Gurley and then you have an eleven second drive because Matt Ryan takes over. It's like it's like they panic and they're like, "Oh, we got to do something, guys! Throw the football." Sounds like me and Madden when I'm up at the end, I just keep throwing anyway, even though I could just run out the clock. So the Falcons are whatever at this point. They'll eventually win. Uh, I want to take a look at uh, who the Falcons' upcoming games are. Uh, and let, let's see if we can guess who their first win's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> it's not gonna be the next game. <laughs> they play Monday Night Football against the Packers. Oh so my! We get to watch the Falcons self implode on Monday Night Football. Most I likely. hope they get a lead too, just so they can <laughs> lose it. No, watch. They're gonna be up three to nothing at the end of the first quarter, then they're gonna proceed to lose forty-two to three. So they got the Packers on Monday Night Football. After oh that. They do have the Panthers at home. They ain't winning. Panther fans, do not let that be the first win for mm. the Falcons. They ain't okay. winning. We destroyed Justin Herbert and the Chargers. So they and then uh, Joey Sly really destroyed the Chargers. Let's also, we right. had like Literally. three turnovers. We got three turnovers off them. We had our first sack of the season yesterday. Which was weird when I, when I heard that stat. It was a yeah. dominating performance. It did not come down to the last play. Uh, so it was twenty-one to sixteen, it was a dominating performance. Yeah, and it did it, not come down. We, they would have blown Alex. them out. It did not come down to a botched lateral on the ten-yard line. Alex, what what have I told you? <laughs> Don't let facts get in the way of a good story. Get in the way of a good story. The Panthers are garbage. Okay, got it. You're a Washington football fan. Correct. Dwayne Correct. Haskins. Played hey, like Dwayne hey, Haskins yesterday. Let me correct you. The first place Washington football team. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Jack. What's y'all's record? Oh, one and two. What's y'all's record? One and two. Okay. Look, I'm the only person here who had the team over 500, so everybody just calm down for a second. Jared, you have like 16 teams. It's difficult to keep track I got of the team you're talking about. I got two. One of them's going to kick your team's butt in the next couple of weeks, whenever they play. And my other one. What team is that? Cowboys? The 49ers? Yes, the Cowboys. You're unbelievable. If you don't think the Cowboys will beat the Washington football team, I don't I don't know who you are. That's when we true. when we play y'all. October twenty fifth, I'm coming for you, Alex. October twenty fifth. I want you to know. You gotta dress up for Halloween. Oh, he's gonna dress up as a clown. That's ah, what we're gonna, that's uh, we're gonna show him that he is. What are you gonna ask for Halloween, Jared? Um What's the last what what the last time I dressed up for Halloween, what did I you go You were a sports as? better, weren't you? Whatever You were, you were Carter's bookie. Oh, yeah. You were a bookie. I, I was Carter's bookie. <laughs> I was going to take his kneecaps if he, if he didn't pay his bets. <laughs> I forgot about that. Alex was the Joker. Yeah, Alex was the Joker. I have my Georgia Tech hat. I don't even know where that's at. I looked like Jared, a, I looked like T-Pain. You know what you should do? You should <laughs> dress up like that, uh, like that apparent wrestler you dressed up as in your childhood that you still haven't told me who it was. Oh, yeah, you, I you did. Run it back. I did. Was I, I did have that. Uh, don't worry about it, Jared. I found I found pictures of me dressed up as Barney when I was little. So that's <laughs> that, do it again. Do it that, again. I'll be hitting the Insta soon. Don't you worry I saw, about well, that. I saw that picture. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about again? NFL. Uh, <laughs> some notable scores from this past week in the NFL. Um, obviously. Dolphins, Jaguars, that was surprising. Crazy. That was a, a very good game for the Dolphins. 
Jets beat the oh, excuse me, no, no, they did not. The Colts beat the Jets thirty six to seven. Bears thirty to twenty six over the Falcons. Bills in a controversial win thirty five to thirty two over the Rams. Wait, controversial. There was there was a pass interference that, that may or call. may not shouldn't have been called. Oh, against oh, the like Rams. that fourth and goal. Yes. Yeah. Because I looked away because I thought it was incomplete. Then the Bills had the ball again. I was like, oh. That uh, quickly. The Browns thirty four to twenty win over the uh, Washington football team. Uh, Titans uh, thirty one to thirty over the Vikings because the Vikings suck. Patriots thirty six twenty over the Raiders. Forty ers apparently they could be without their half of their roster and still win thirty six to nine over let, Daniel Jones and the Giants. Just, let's not just touch on that. Let me let me say the Forty ers are missing QB one, RB one, RB two, both their tight ends, wide receiver one, both their cornerback. Their fourth cornerback, four of their five defensive ends, their second linebacker, and their fourth and fifth wide receiver, as well as their number one center, they've scored 30 points two weeks in a row and given up 22 total against the New York squad. Yeah, but the Giants are missing Saquon. So that's, I mean, that, that you know. It's, They're just built different. They're missing their whole <laughs> defensive line. I know, I know. It, uh, I mean, the Giants are probably the worst team in – I mean, they they could they they're competing for the Jets for the worst team in New York and the worst team in football. Do teams There's even another dress, team in that conversation? Do teams even dress three tight ends? I think the 49ers couldn't field a tight end if they wanted to. They got Jordan yeah. Reed. That's all. Who, who almost know. went down with the injury? What? Swish. I got cut him. I got to cut him. <laughs> no, he's fine. Don't worry. He's I'm cutting. I'm cutting. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. As I got Mike Gesicki started. Game, Alex, yeah. accept my trade, by the way. What did you put a trade? Yeah, for Mike Davis. Oh. No. Uh, um. Also, and what was probably the most disappointing and depressing game of the week, the Bengals and Eagles tied at 23. That happened. Uh, Steelers 28-21 over the Texans. Panthers 21-16 over the Chargers. Buccaneers, Broncos, that was a 28-10 win for Tom Brady and crew. The Lions getting a win 26-23 over the Cardinals. Uh, that was pretty shocking. Cowboys 38-31 loss to the Seahawks. Tyler Murray threw three interceptions, and that sealed the deal for the for the. Wait, Cardinals. something about can I say something about the Eagles game real quick? Oh, oh yes. That was like the first of all. That was like the longest overtime ever. Like, because you were waiting for the, you, you were waiting for the Panthers, right? You were for the yes. Panthers game to come on. I yeah. was, but also there was a pass interference missed call. And the person that committed it was Nikhil Roby Coleman, who also who plays for the Eagles now, who was also the one that the one the one against the Saints. Saints. Oh, Roby, how convenient! Also, Jared, I don't know if you mentioned the Seahawks game, but Russell Wilson is currently on pace for seventy-five touchdowns and five interceptions. So that's just like the one time I played Madden thirteen and had a quarterback for the Cowboys, and I was playing on very easy, and he threw for seventy touchdowns and no interceptions. (laughs) One time I played as a wide receiver with Aaron Rodgers, and I just go streak every time I got like, like 3,000 yards. Russell Wilson has thrown 14 touchdown passes, which is the most by any quarterback through his team in the first three games in NFL history. Breaking the record set by Patrick Mahomes. So, Patty. I know who's the MVP this year. It's going to be Russell Wilson. Eddie Bridgewater. No oh, okay. The smartest thing the Packers ever did was draft <laughs> Jordan Love. That's true. Packers 37 to 30 win over the Saints. Uh, and then Monday Night Football. Ravens three and a half point favorites. Chiefs Ravens in Baltimore. So that should be a fun way to end off the, the NFL week 
which thankfully I don't think had as many injuries as last week. You know, keeping everybody yeah. safe. But uh, Ravens also, going all black under the lights tonight. Yeah. Also, I, I mean, had him to score forty points. We're 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 having Chihuahua. an amazing. We're having an amazing game on Monday Night Football, along with the Falcons still imploding. Uh, we can still make fun of the Jets. Uh, we had a sad tie that happened, controversial calls. I mean, it's just been a great week in the NFL. We had yeah. football back. We had, we had the, the Cowboys trying to come back against the number one team in the NFC. And they tried, and then almost did it. But and then he threw in triple coverage it, instead of throwing it away. Yeah, I, I think I think if you're if you're Dak in that situation, you really don't know how much time is left in the clock after you've seen your life almost end like that. So, I he probably thought that was the last play of the game. And to his credit, it was the last play of the game because the Seahawks ended up winning well, thirty-one. Yeah, go, go see chickens. So, Cowboys one and two, but hey, they can still win that division, right? Yeah, with Washington leading, they definitely can. I'm just saying, you guys aren't ready for. No, you actually, you, yeah, they are. Is Chase Young okay? I, I saw he left the game. Uh, it's just minor injury, not anything too serious, apparently. But okay. you know, it's, they're going to think... be cautious with it because, again, this season essentially means nothing because Chase well, Young's yeah. or D- Dwayne Haskins is terrible. I mean. Dwayne Haskins is not the worst quarterback in football, but he's certainly not the best. Alex, let me tell you something right now. Alex, let me tell you something right now. Alex, let me tell you something right now. If the Washington football team has the first pick in the draft, Dwayne Haskins is no longer your quarterback. That's correct. The end of story. Okay, I just wanted to make however, sure. However, however. There, okay, there it went. Okay. However, I'm, sa- I'm saying that with the first pick in the draft, with the fact that it's going to be Trevor Lawrence and the fact that the tank for Trevor movement is alive and well, do not put it outside of any team to make a ridiculous offer for the number one pick. Just saying. And if it is – like, I'm talking like the offer that Washington made to St. Louis for the number two pick to get RG3. If, if that if a offer such as that presents itself, they will absolutely trade the pick. So, Without Alex, question. if Dwayne Haskins was on another team, would he be good? Was Dwayne Haskins on another team? No, but I mean – No, I'm saying I'm if just, he was on another team, would he be good? No, I didn't say he was good. Okay. What? I said. I said he's not. On, I, said he, I said he's not the worst. Alex. I mean, I vehemently defended him the other week when I was trashing him. I mean, Daniel Jones played pretty bad yesterday as well, but against again, as Jack said, essentially. Okay, 14, but that's, Dan- that's that's Danny Dimes. He's he's different right, though. Of course. Right. Right. He he just, he just built different. He he is built different. He just built different. All right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I just want to make sure everyone said. But, yeah, I mean, again, I, I think picking Trevor Lawrence is probably the move. But, again, if a team presents itself with a ridiculous offer, considering the team has no offensive line and, well, a lot of other non things, including running backs that are consistent and receiving – And a good quarterback. Yes, of course, that too. But, um, I mean, I don't know. Is Mitch Trubisky done in Chicago? Yes. He should be. Should have been a while ago, but – Yes. He should go to Washington. Yeah, he should. I mean, why not? Is, wait, 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 tell me, tell me, is Mitch Trubisky a better quarterback than Dwayne Haskins is right yeah. now? Yes. yes. Honestly, yeah, but not yeah, by Mitch much. Trubisky One of them's made throw. a Pro Bowl. One of them did throw four interceptions <laughs> to the Browns. Was it four? I thought it was three. It was four, it was four turnovers. It might have been a, a lost fumble. 
Yeah, it was a fumble on a sack. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, it's bad. But, you know, like at this point, I accept my fate. Also, an update on not only is he maybe a bad head coach, but a bad GM as well. Uh, Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans are 0-3 throughout the, uh, so far throughout the season. Uh, so, you know, that's going for them as well. Also, I don't think uh, we really talked about it, but what the heck were the Saints doing letting Taysom Hill run a read option on that play? And he fumbled? Hey, well, my father. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't Saints are gonna do their thing. Like you got yeah. you got Drew Brees having the best game of his season so far, and you're gonna let Taysom Hill run a read option. I'll He's just got I'll wheels. just say what Carter I'll just say what Carter said, and that that Jameis wouldn't have let that happen. That's true. <laughs> Famous Jameis right, would have Jam- let that happen. You're right. Jameis would have would have dropped back and threw a pick six on the very first play. Jameis would have done what he did in college and run around for 40 seconds in the pocket <laughs> and then hit the scoreboard by throwing it so high and then it landed <laughs> in the end zone. Uh, also, in NFL news, know that Doug yeah. Peterson is backing up Carson Wentz, saying that's their yeah. guy, after a s- social media and me just yelling, say, put Jalen in because I do want to see, I do want to see Jalen Hurts play. I, 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 he... I want to see it. That doesn't mean it's going to be good. I just want to see it. We could have seen have Jalen Hurts versus Joe Burrow on Sunday. We that could have. Been... Nah, Hurts going to get PTSD and say he's out. And I guess final thing before we end the show. Uh, and news that happened early Sunday morning, but I, I, guess, I guess it kind of just got overshadowed. Joe Montana and his wife stopped a home intruder from kidnapping their grandchild. So, it was gonna be like it was gonna be like the movie Tangled. Tangled? I think it's like taken, but No. I mean it could be taken too, but Tangled's like they just steal the baby out of the crib. I've never goth lived in. I'm gonna be honest with you, Davis, I've never seen the movie Tangled. Uh Tangled is a fire movie. How did he stop him? Did he throw a football at him? <laughs> he threw he started throwing rings and her trophies. I mean like, honestly I just got he got five linebacker. Tackled him. I don't know. Uh, maybe like in the commercial with James Harrison, he just tackles people. Yeah, I don't know. Luke Keekley or Terry Tate. <laughs> is he grabbed any... the baby and tossed it to his wife. Uh... <laughs> is there anything else in the NFL before we we wrap it up? Um, I have one question: Is the NFC East the worst division in terms of quarterbacks? NFC East, so quarterbacks being this joint this year: Haskins, Wentz, Daniel Jones, and Dak. It feels like the yes. worst. I mean, with Haskins in, it just brings it down automatically. So, yeah. I mean, if I'm thinking of every other division, uh, NFC South. Nope. No. 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 NFC, NFC, NFC West, obviously no. No. North, no. South, AFC no. South has Phillip Rivers, Gardner Minshew. I mean, that. Mm. And Tannehill. No, that's already, Those, that's no. already enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> NFC East. Has you already said that AFC. AFC. East, I'm sorry, AFC East. Cam Newton, uh, winner. AFC North has Lamar and Big Ben, and AFC West has Pat Mahomes. So. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's the worst. It's definitely yeah, the worst. So. Especially you got you got Dwayne Haskins, who's you know not good for yeah, lack of better words. You got Danny Dimes. Uh, who is you got awful? 
Carson Wentz who got booed by a virtual crowd that was controlled by his own team personnel. And then Dak Prescott being the best quarterback in that division who still Ow. not getting a lot of help. Yeah, they're bad. I just wanted to ask. That's it. No, it's it's definitely bad. I don't know how bad. We'll find out soon, but it's bad. Yes, we will. Um, But... Keep on rolling. It's only it's only three weeks into the season, so you never know what's gonna happen. Maybe maybe Washington goes fourteen and two, and then what are we gonna do then? <laughs> I'm just saying, 2020 anything Did can you happen. Smoke crack or something this morning, Jared? Oh that my, is awful. not the drugs, not the drugs again. Lamar Odom, <laughs> stay <laughs> off the weed. Duh, that's true. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. That's your message from the extra point this morning. All right, stay let's get in, out of here before yes, Jared does drugs. Yeah, stay, stay in your dare program. All right, that does it for the extra point here. Look, that, that was probably the best way. Honestly, with everything that's happened this past week, that was probably the best way we ended the show. It could have been yeah. a lot worse. So is it over now? Uh, thank you for joining us, at extra point here on oh. WGL nine one one and WEGL. Alex about to do something bad there. He's making sure. I don't know. His head is below the camera. I don't know what he's doing. So. Alex, stop. That could be our, our slogan. The extra point. The police are watching it's, it's Alex now. <laughs> that does it for the extra point here on WEGL nine one one and WEGL FM dot com for more Alex I don't know what you're doing but you need Alex, to stop get your hand away from your man yeah. uh, what you, you, I'm not going to say that never mind uh, <laughs> that does it for the show today if you want more you can catch us on Spotify Apple Podcasts and more and also on YouTube if you want to see our beautiful faces especially mine because I'm just not downright handsome shut up Alex uh, for Jacob Hillman <laughs> Alex Houston Jack Hart and Davis Carroll I'm Jared Yellow saying thank you for watching and listening to Extra Point here on WEGL 911 and WEGLFM.com. <laughs>